You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 117, Fancactus Shark Out. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that wants to make one thing perfectly clear. They don't collect action figures, they buy toys. My name is Jim Purcell. <laughs> I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And we welcome you again to another episode of the Savage Fincast, the internet's only podcast dedicated to the works of Savage Dragon by Eric Larson, uh, now celebrating 30 years. <laughs> 10 years of <laughs> Savage Fincasting. And ten years of Savage Fin casting, yes. Did you plan that to be approximately one third as much of <laughs> Is any of this planned, Raven? I'm, I'm right. pretty yes. I'm pretty sure we just bang things together and this happens. Just like our parents made us. That's how we make this show. Uh we don't have any news uh per se. Uh, for this episode, but we do have a lot of emails to get through because it has been a while since we've done a quote-unquote proper episode of the Savage Fincast. The last few have been retros and the uh, big interview episode. So we do have a few few backlogged emails to get through. Yeah, our old Finteresting conversation, just to set the tone, was do you think the current arc of Savage Dragon should do away with the Vicious Circle for good? Or... Do you think they should stick around for the duration of the series? And uh, <laughs> keep in mind, we po- poised that question before this issue came out. Yeah, we had no way of knowing how hilarious that would sound in, in, in light of current events. But let's dig right in. Yo, pandemic survivors, here's my reply to the question about the relevance of the VC in Savage Dragon. No, I don't think they should be put to rest as they are now. I think the current plot with the leadership of the Vicious Circle still up for grabs has to be resolved. There's room for one more solid story arc with the VC front and center. So basically, not yet. I'd like to see Bronze Man get involved in the VC leadership drive. It could serve as a vehicle to determine Paul's standing in the book as well as give Malcolm a new antagonist or maybe ally for all I know. I agree with Craig that the more recent storyline involving Dart's takeover of the VC and the sheer brutality and ruthlessness of her rule was unexpectedly cut short by a bullet to her head. I had wanted to see some kind of brawl for it all involving every super freak good and evil, including Dart, but Mr. Larson evidently did not share that view. Also, 
I think a historical look back into the origins in the early days of the VC would make for an interesting story. That being said, I'm hoping that the upcoming issue 264 with the story of Paul may touch on the historical VC, albeit in Paul Dragon's parallel reality. Anyway, great job on the latest cast. Great banner as usual. Hopefully you guys start banging out some fincasts more frequently, Jim. <laughs> and I will start a Kickstarter for some retro fincast content if needed. Keep on keeping on, Tony Michelandra. P.S. I know you guys are gamers, Jim and Raven at least. I've not heard you guys mention Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. What's your verdict if you guys played it? Is it a oh, glorified no. walking simulator? Or a decent adventure game worthy of a playthrough? Personally, I enjoyed it, but it has more than a few flaws. F- flaws, just like my sentence pronunciation there. All right. All Craig, right. Craig, take a seat. Craig. You guys got 30 seconds. <laughs> well, I'm sure Raven hasn't played it because he doesn't have time for games that big. You want to know what's sad? And this is really, like, extra hilarious. I was, um, my folks are super into Walking Dead. And so my mom, in particular, like, loves uh, Norman Reedus. So here's this game, Craig. I'm drawing Craig in. See, Craig wasn't interested, but now he's in. Okay, 30 seconds is up for the next letter. No. <laughs> basically, the long and short of it is they scan Norman Reedus into this game. So it, it's him, basically. It looks just like him. It does it's look got his just little, like him. Yeah, it's got his little weird face zits and everything. And his ass. And, uh, <laughs> well, I was showing my mom. I was like, look at this game. It's crazy how games look. And she's like, wow, this is incredible. And then she bought me Death Stranding for Christmas for like a system I don't own. <laughs> <laughs> Typical mom move. Yep. So I'm an adult and I got Death Stranding for PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation. So hilariously, Tony M, I own Death Stranding. I cannot play death stranding and that's my review now you can sell it and feed yourself for a little oh. bit for now, today's prices like one fast food meal. <laughs> yeah, i know i did think about it basically worthless now uh i've <laughs> i've played two hours of the game uh raven are you do you know those parts of like uh early 2000s 3d platforming games when you get on the balance beam and you got to hold like two buttons to keep your balance Yes. So Death Stranding is that the game? Oh God! And uh, I didn't care for it very much. I mean, it's got the weirdness that Metal Gear is known for, but it but that's never been the real draw for Metal Gear for me. See, I'm the guy who likes the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, gotta like it, yeah. Got it. Got to be having fun. Right? And it and it is not Metal Gear Solid Five. I will say that. You'll never get to the story. It, like the thing again for Craig and for anybody who doesn't give a shit about games. The thing to know is Hideo Kojima is world famous for his stories. And he's world famous for loving Hollywood. The guy has a boner for Hollywood. In fact, this game is full of Hollywood celebrities and directors, right? Conan O'Brien and Guillermo del Toro were scanned and are put into Death Stranding. Although it's All funny, right. del Toro is actually kind of funny. They scanned him in for, for as a character model, but he doesn't actually voice his own character. Yeah, it's weird. But, like, here's the thing. The main thing is, is it's like... Dude, you can tell the best story in the goddamn world. If people don't like your game, they're never going to learn. Well, your the story. thing is, a lot of people like Death Stranding. I mean, a I, lot of people I, hate I, it. I, I understand why they like it, but it's just not for me. It's very divisive. 
All right, that's 30 seconds, Craig. <laughs> you got that out of your system? But, we but, good? But Tony, Too bad. We're moving Tony, on. to be honest, we don't talk a lot about video games on air, but we definitely talk a lot about video games off air. And, uh, you know, you, it's just this is not a video game podcast, so we try not to bog things down too much with the video game stuff. Uh, Plus, Craig fucking hates it if you You guys notice. are doing a good job of it, though, so let's keep moving on. See? Hold on. One thing. I did want to say I, I <laughs> oh, like Jesus it. Jesus Christ. No, I like and agree with Tony's viewpoints and ideas. I, th- I think he's got some cool ideas on bronze man. Dude, I'm a bronze man proponent. I'm like, proponent. I don't even know if that's the right word. I'm pro bronze man. If he shows back up, that's so fucking awesome. I just had yeah, to say that. Yeah, I agree. Now I agree. we can move on. Bo- pro- bo- I was going to say pro bono, but that doesn't quite work. <laughs> that's when lawyers work for free. I know that. Proponent? That's right, right? Propon- proponent is a correct term, yes. Yeah. Real word. Craig, if you will. All right. Next letter. (laughs) Hello, gentlemen. Once again, I appreciate the work you guys are doing. I'd like to see more of the transition to more of Malcolm's villains, but I do agree with Raven. I like Mako or Fako, but shark people are always cool villains. Malcolm's rogue gallery is what I would like to see more of an expansion on cannot say enough of what your podcast has brought to me for this title i'm glad i got back into dragon and i have loved eric's work since spidey and thank you guys the other big jim james sheehan thank you good sir yeah i mean i i kind of agree i I definitely want to see more malcolm-esque villains I do like the vicious circle. I do like seeing some of the historic guys pop back in and out. But I think we've said this time and time again. Malcolm's you know, just nice. got to stop fucking murking him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be nice to, to get that build up of the Malcolm era villain, villains that are more than just kind of background guys or I'll tell you, one and duns. I'll tell you where it really hits hard, like this letter and this particular moment in time. We're doing the Savage Dragon reread. And I'm on issue, we finished issue 50, like, a day or two before this recording. And just that picture of, like, you know, Dragon on top of the, just the heap of, uh, like, iconic visuals. Oh, the cover there? That's, yeah. like, the the homage to the Spider-Man issue? Yeah. It's just, like, man, you see that, like, dog pile of really amazing, iconic villains. And you just think to yourself, I know Malcolm has guys, right? I know he does. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't have any guys. I don't know. But there's that. like eight good ones on the cover at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying I don't think Malcolm could even make a heap. No, no. Not like that. I mean, not ones that are alive anyway. Yeah, he can make a corpse heap pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did that in your fin uh your super freak story. Yeah, that was the that was the whole premise, yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, next letter. Hey, Finn friends. I would like to see the Vicious Circle stick around. The group holds so much potential for interesting storylines that it would be a shame to see it wiped out. For example, I think that the current storyline involving Insect and her uh, taking over as caretaker for Billy is one of the best in the title. It leads me to <laughs> wonder who Insect is. What are her powers? Her motivations? Was she born a freak or was she bitten by a thermonuclear potato bug? For that, you can ponder who all these other VC members that mainly show up in the background of battle scenes are. Not every member can be motivated by power and the desire to lead. Who, 
Who is there for protect? Uh, who is there for protection? How many had not, nowhere else to go? What are their powers, and who makes their super suits? There are so many stories you can tell. I wouldn't be upset if an entire issue or two of Savage Dragon featured a member of the Vicious Circle as the story focus. So I say keep the group around and flesh out its members. Uh, there's an asterisk here. It says the phrase "flesh out its members." Uh, Copyright, uh, copyright, and, and trademark. Oh, that's what I see. Uh, it, it's <laughs> copyright Raven Perez used with permission. Uh, this is from uh, Ken Dalbury. Thanks for the letter, Ken. For the listeners, uh, Ken worked on the Super Freaks comic. He did the the story about uh, Bug. Yeah, so he's definitely got an affinity. It, 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 insect, Craig. Insect. I'm sorry, insect. <laughs> oh well, we won't need to make this mistake again after this issue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the timing of this letter. Uh, the timing of many things, Raven. The timing of many things. Absolutely correct. I just want to say it's so funny um, in the Facebook group and the response for this uh, issue. Uh, Ken replied, "I can't wait for the next issue when we learn about insects healing factor <laughs> <laughs> or lack of." <laughs> Although we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. We don't know. Is what's funny. Insects at absolute blank slate, really. So we don't know what's underneath that latex. Maybe, maybe, maybe she will. Uh, <laughs> maybe she no, not molt. What's the other word? She'll metamorphosize into a lady. What if she's just made up of a million spiders or insects, and they just pour out of the suit? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> like Spiders Man. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah, what's funny is, like, I, th- I forget which stance I took last time, but I will say that I, I agree with Ken that the uh, VC is absolutely fertile ground. Like, it's funny, it's not that they would ever need wiped out because they're not fertile ground. I think it'd just be, I feel like, didn't we more or less sort of like, eh, you know, they're played out. But, like, nah, there's, there's shit tons of potential. Uh, I don't know, would you guys read an all-VC... Or a VC, I mean, absolutely. I would read issues of Savage Dragon where Dragon, never, Dragon or Malcolm never show up in. Absolutely, and but that doesn't seem to be something that Eric would ever do because he's never done that before. Correct. Yeah, well, he's done it when it was She Dragon's book for like four or five but issues. Wasn't there still like Dragon like stuff? Even even right at issue fifty one, there was something going on with Johnson that was Dragon related. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, and Even, then he would show up in the mirror eventually, or something. Yeah, I, I yeah, have, showed up in the mirror. Did he show up in the mirror in fifty one? It, it's very soon, not fifty one, but fifty two. But is someone like talking to Johnson at that point? I'm not. I'm not doing the reread well, right now. Here's, I got- oh, I, I am. Here's what happened. It's so funny too. Eric uses thought balloons, just Johnson's thought balloons. Period. Like before issue fifty, right? And it's like just you see William thinking to himself. Then post fifty. William has thought balloons, but they're kind of like egging him on to do stuff, like tackle a bad guy and things like that. I see. And then you come to realize in the next one, he sees Dragon in the mirror, and he's like, hey, big guy. And you come to realize that the thought balloons were Dragon so in his he, mind. So even in the first issue where Dragon is quote-unquote dead, he's still quote-unquote in it. So yeah, As thought balloons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Technicality. Yeah, only really gone for one issue is what's so funny. I wouldn't have known that except for the reread, but... Which kind of illustrates my point. Eric doesn't seem to want to have do that where you have an issue where your main character, your title character, isn't 
prominent, or at least uh, it is kind of weird. In a, I don't know. I mean, there it, are many. I mean, it's. I don't not, know if I've ever read one there. Oh, I've definitely read Marvel and DC comics that like point the camera at somebody else for a whole issue with the title character as like a ancillary character at best. Well, yeah. I mean, well, what we just talked about is what it is. What that was. What I mean, Dragon was in it, but he was an ancillary character at best. Yes, that's true. Eh, yeah, but I don't. I'd think, read it, but but his eagerness to get back to Dragon at that time yeah. suggests to me that he d- wouldn't want to be away from Dragon for that long, which is why the Vicious Circle really should have its own spinoff title. How about <laughs> um? Uh, I guess with the kids, they didn't have their own. The, the book wasn't. Yeah, it was every other Malcolm. every other splash every other two pages was back to the back of the ranch. Yeah, gotcha. All right, shall we well, move on? All right, Raven, shall. you're at, you're at bat. Listen, Satir is my man. I'm not depriving you of the voice for any reason other than the sake of brevity. We simply must power through these letters. So, forgive me, good sir. No, no voice this time. It doesn't mean it's retired forever. It just means I got to do what I got to do. Hey, super freaks, just wanted to say congrats on that labor of love requiring a Mylar bag rather than a condom, a.k.a. love glove. A one shot as opposed to a money shot. Seriously, though, thanks for that shout out in the bullpen page there, Craig. Whereas I'm but a humble letter hack, super freaks was a love letter to all things Savage Dragon. While this podcast celebrates the freakishly fertile talents of Eric Larson's fecund imagination, it also honors the collective history of people's lives, not just collected comics, but shared memories of what it means to be a fin addict over 30 Image Comics years, and just as special, 10 Savage Fincast years. Thanks to the poisonance par excellence of its three main powerhouses, I'm not surprised Larson wanted your proposed fanzine to become a published book, given the quality that everyone involved brought to the table. It was super fun seeing all three of you contribute, as well as Savage Dragon superfan Nick Justice, who I believe was on your very first embryonic episode of the podcast, If Memory Serves. Raven, as for your monumental multiverse maelstrom, your art style is appealing as it is immediately recognizable. I love the wordplay and visual of the giant ant, and especially enjoyed the deft finishing touch of using the French word fin to get your desired Dragonverse end result. Craig, your offspring of Dragon as a cop nostalgia stood out among the diverse stories in all the right ways, taking us back to the germination of the sprawling magnum opus that is Savage Dragon. Jim, you proved yourself to be a very accomplished wordsmith capturing metaphorical lightning in a bottle, albeit on paper, or in your case, digitally. If only (laughs) I could charge your phone, Shazam indeed. If only it could charge your phone, Shazam indeed. Fucked up. All right, that said, hearing you get a little tongue-tied at the end of the podcast had me a little worried. Perhaps watching all that women's curling has adversely (laughs) affected both our brains. Still worth it. (laughs) <laughs> and with that, I take my leave. You fine gentlemen, sincerely, Sotiris Gravis, P.S. Speaking of anniversaries, I turned half a century this year. When Whoa. feeling depressed about being an old fart and too old for comics, I just remind myself that Larson turned 60 this year, and I feel like a young buck again. 
Jim Valentino turned 70, for God's sake. Which brings me to my question, Craig, how does it feel knowing that you'll have crossed that same threshold? Emphasis on old by the time Savage Dragon 300 finally comes out. Fingers crossed. Spawn will have reached 400 issues. PBS comic books, especially characters that shoot water, not lasers, out of their eye are my fountain of youth. (laughs) So how do you like that, Mr. Uh, Olson? I believe you were asked a question directly. Just, you know, I gave him a shout-out in that bullpen page of Super Freaks, and then he ends it like that. (laughs) And although I don't think... You'll be pretty close to 50 by the time Savage Dragon 300 comes out, I, I imagine. That's true. At this rate, yes. <laughs> I don't know how I'll feel, dude. Like, I still feel weird at forty-five now. So, feel young, uh, don't you? You don't feel you don't feel old. I, at, I do feel young, 40s. but I feel weird saying that I'm forty-five. I feel young. Yeah, the the funny thing about being in your forties is you still feel like you're in your fucking twenties. <laughs> like, you don't feel decrepit, not yet, anyway. Yeah, forties don't feel bad, but I feel like once I start saying fifty and up, that feels weird. I don't know. I guess I thought that about the 40s, you know, when I was in my 30s. So I guess it just, whatever. Who cares? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, Satira's cared. He wrote about it. True, true. Hey, listen. I like how, uh, can can I comment on how, like, you nailed all of his, his vocabula- like, vocabulary words, but then you called it, what did you call it instead of a fanzine? <laughs> <laughs> I said fanzine. The word, no, you the word didn't. Yeah, where I fucked up is I said, if only it could charge your phone. No. Nope. And, I, and I said, if only I could charge your phone. And I'm like, God damn it. I, was so I swear close. you said, like, fanzine. I I'm swear. Like, Roll the tape back. You said fanzine. Listen, if I said fanzine, it was malpropism. You know what that <laughs> word means, Satirish Jr.? It means, it means I said it wrong on purpose. So I'm just saying, fanzine, fanzine. I know what I, I know what I said. I just can't say the word it. That's you said all. Fans on. I just want you to know. Stephen King's famous horror clown movie, I. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> all right. Should we go to the next letter? Not before we say thank you for all your kind words on Super Freaks and thank you for listening. And thank you for writing so consistently. We really do appreciate your letters. Yeah, we do. It's thank awesome. You. It is a highlight to read a Satora's letter. It is very fun. All right. Savage Fin Dudes. Just writing to congratulate you guys on the release of Super Freaks number one. As a day one Savage Dragon fan and a listener of the podcast, I was really looking forward to checking this out. And it was, dare I say it, so much better than I was expecting it to be. Everyone came through and knocked it out of the park. Just fantastic work from everyone involved. This book is a rare example of an anthology that is all thriller and no filler. Honestly, I couldn't point to a single strip or pinup and label it a weak link. Once I got through reading it, I was going to write and request slash demand that you dedicate an episode of the podcast to make the making of Super Freaks, only to discover that you've already done it. It's almost like you guys know what you're doing. <laughs> now that I've listened to that episode, I realize that this comic is even more awesome than I originally thought. There are so many cool things pointed out by the contributors that I missed on my first couple of reads. I hope the book sells well enough to warrant a second installment. 
If not, then I hope the next time Eric does another anniversary issue of the Savage Dragon, he gets all of you guys involved. I'm not into variant covers in, at all, but even when, but even I would rather see alternate covers by the likes of Scott James and others than some A-lister phoning it in. Anyway, congrats again. Great comic, great podcast. Stephen Newbold from Reading, England. P.S. I made my own Savage Dragon comic just for the fun during one of the COVID lockdowns. It's set in the 1970s and is done in the mighty Marvel manner with lots of homages to the great Sal Buscema. It's up to my it's up on my Instagram, which he says is S Newbold 70 FN six for you listeners out there. I hope you get a kick out of it. So I did look it up. I found his uh, his Instagram page, and he definitely has some cool Savage Dragon related posts. But I could not find the strip. So uh, mm. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. Maybe you guys will, will look look it up after the, the podcast and see if we can find it. But, yeah, I'll uh, check it out. Maybe uh, Jer- uh, Stephen can write back and let us know if it's not up or something, or if it's somewhere else we can find it. Thank you for writing, Stephen. I mean, geez, that's awesome praise, and we appreciate the hell out of you listening to the show and supporting Super Freaks. Absolutely. And I'm not sure if there'll be a second installment. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like... It's not the sales that would matter. It's more of a, kind of a one-and-done thing. It was yeah. It was really a miracle, is the thing, <laughs> like, that it came out so good. Like, I don't want to yeah. say that, that it's all downhill from there, but I'm just saying that, like, man, we got lucky. <laughs> yeah. We got super lucky that so many amazing people, just the planets aligned, and so many amazing people were able to just give their talent and time away for, for free. free. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all good. I mean, because you all know the adage about, you know, if it's free, to not expect a whole lot from it, you know. Uh, for the most part, but I mean, I guess part of it though, we knew who we were dealing with and you know, it was all huge fans of Savage Dragon that really wanted to do this. So I'm not surprised at the end of the day when I know who was involved, uh, but I'm just surprised that it all came together as well as it did. Yeah. I would honestly be intimidated to try and do anything like that again, just because I feel like, um, (laughs) The next one would have to be slightly deficient. It'll be on our 20th anniversary. There you go. We'll give it 10 years. I'll be 50, and you'll be 55. (laughs) Did you say dead? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. You never know. Um, Hey, guys. Thanks for all those amazing letters. That absolutely fucking rocked. Uh, We do have a new interesting conversation for you jim oh for me yeah just for jim Uh, well i mean jim please ask it (laughs) all right so given the events of 262 which uh given the events of 262 which long-standing character you know one characters that have been around for a period of time in savage dragon not not recently you know recent ones uh what long-standing character would you would you personally kill off next and which long-standing character would you prefer never die? Uh, no list. Just pick two characters, please. Just just to keep it manageable. Uh, 
we were just uh, we were just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> just wondering. Make sure you uh, send your answer. You can either write, include it in a letter or, or just send the answer in an email. Uh, savagefincast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll read it on the next episode that we have a interesting conversation. And gentlemen, I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Who goes and who stays? It's a very good, good question because you have to think about, like, who's dead right now and who's alive. That's the tricky part. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, for me... Hmm. See, this, this is, is like this is, this is actually really hard because yeah, I can, I'm thinking of like two characters I'd prefer that would never die. Cheater, cheater, can't do it. Cheater, yeah. cheater. I got, I got, I got to make a final. I got to make a choice on that as to who I would like to see dead. The bad news is the character I was going to choose is now dead. Hortus? <laughs> no, Larry. Fuck Larry. Oh. <laughs> Why all this hate for Larry? Fuck Larry. Fuck him. <laughs> What did he do? What to didn't he do? It. He's a douche. <laughs> what didn't he do? He said. <laughs> um, fair, fair. You know what? I would like to see. Do Do you guys have any ready to go? <laughs> I like how he's stalling. <laughs> I would like to. Well, I think see. I think the character I would like to see never die is Powerhouse. Oh, that's oh, a good one. Yeah I, yeah, I think Powerhouse is just such a interesting character. Um, that and design wise, that he should be around forever. Offspring of the gods. Yeah. I would say I would like to see. Um, man, you know what? I think it's time to put Super Patriot in the ground. Sure. I think he's had his course. I think he's done he, his bit. He can rest he, now. You know he turns 101 this year, right? Yeah, he's he's did it. He done it. He, he, I see the thing with Super Patriot is he's just Eric's second most famous character, so I can't see him like doing that. Yeah, that that's super but, true. <laughs> and the fact that he can age forever because he's like mostly robot at this point. Well, and, um, and he's his his torso is super soldier, and his limbs are robots. So basically, he can live as long as you want you want him to. But I believe the question was, what would you? Who would you like to kill, and who should never die? It wasn't why can't it work? Don't pick apart choices. You're right. Let's just not discuss this. <laughs> right, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. No, no, no interesting conversation to be had. It's here. interesting. No, opinion. no discussion or conversation. It's not. It's not interesting. <laughs> why you got to be a gatekeeper, Raven? I don't mean to be. It just happens. Well, I no, you're right. I think uh, it is kind of funny because it's like Super Patriot. I get where you're coming from. It he's kind of has a, had a, like a crazy moment to shine, really, in the book in a while, which yeah. kind of is all, all like a, it's a little rough because he's a really amazing character, and he's kind of been riding the sidelines. And yet, like Craig said, he's one of the dudes that's probably immortal. Really, he's probably never going anywhere. I just can't see it just because of the, based on the character, like outside the comic, like mm-hmm. just as popular as he is as Eric's creation. But I could be wrong. Who the hell knows? Eric 
surprises me all the time. But I do agree that he's kind of run his course in a way. I like feel he's like had we, many I, series. He doesn't do much now. I feel like we've missed like the period where he would have been the most interesting, where he was being a mentor to all these young heroes. Right. Like we saw, but we br- don't. Like we saw briefly in that backup with him and Mighty Man. Like, yeah, I was going to say. I was about to say, pump your brakes though, because like the thing is, is that we don't have to have missed it. Like that's the thing. It's kind of like the VC being fertile ground for storytelling. Like Hordus just kicked the bucket. Her daughter is a young superhero. You got Mighty Man, who's a young superhero. I'd hate for that to be relegated to a backup drawn by someone else. But that's the thing. Would, it's just that it would need a series, and I don't see that happening. And so that means we're going to continue to miss it because there's no venue for it. You know what? I'm shocked. I'm shocked that we didn't get to see him eating cake on his hundredth birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it. You know, I thought his hundredth birthday would have been kind of a cool excuse for you Eric know, to come out with like Eric, a treasury edition Super Patriot comic or something. Yeah, like, kind of like, like, like the like, bicentennial uh, Captain America. Treasury. Yes. All right, that yes. was what I was going to mention. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that would have been cool as shit. I totally agree. I get it. Listen, here's the thing: is I understand that. The reality of it is Savage Dragon is a title with low sales numbers. I get that. But you want to know what's not a risk? Digital. Digital content. You have a super patriot like... <sighs> I have one- advocated digital uh, first spinoffs for decades at this point. <laughs> yes, digital first. And if it doesn't succeed, digital only. Like The thing is, is just do it Kirkman style where it comes out digital and... If it goes somewhere, wait, it goes does, somewhere. Does, does if it Kirk, doesn't, does, wait, wait, wait. Does Kirkman do that? Kirkman did it. I don't know if well, he still does. It. Okay, so he did it that one time for Tech Jacket. I don't think he did it that often. And that was almost ten years ago now. Yeah, he didn't. I think it was only Tech Jacket. I think it was just well, God Tech damn Jacket. It. Now, but that's Here's, the thing. But that's the thing. That sort of initiative has always interested me because, I mean, I mean, there's prob- there, there's numbers that show that digital sales are not still not close to print sales and so it's not always the best plan but you gotta prime that pump somewhere if you want to make it viable if if you never try it'll never happen for sure right (laughs) Right. but i'm just saying like imagine a a hundredth birthday uh collection digital only if it if digital is all that ever happens digital only where it had like a uh beginning and it had a uh, uh, an ending that were original pages. Not even much. It could be like five pages at the beginning, five pages at the end or something like that. That's ten mm-hmm. pages worth of work. And then just sandwich some old Super Patriot shit in between. And then be, like have it be like treated like a, almost like a flashback of his life. Like, oh, these are yours. So let's celebrate your life. I don't know. Maybe no one gives a shit. Maybe people like it. Nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You got. You got to fucking have a conversation with yourself. Yeah, it sounded like you did. <laughs> you got to fucking try. That's all. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I think we've gotten into the weeds here. You guys still haven't answered the question. Um, Craig, you go first. <laughs> all right. Uh, for me, who lives? I, I love barbaric too much. It would be too heartbreaking for me to see him go, but I don't. I mean, he's getting old, but uh, he's just a lovable goofball. 
and it would be weird to see him die in the book. It would definitely hit me pretty hard if and when that happens. So I wouldn't mind him sticking around for quite a long time and see, maybe dying of old age. See, he was, my, he was actually my first thought of who to kill. <laughs> of <laughs> really? course. Of course. Really? Why? But, but then I decided breaking up Ricochet and Barbaric wouldn't be as good of an idea, so I didn't go with him. I don't yeah, know. It, it, it's actually, I would say, I'd, I'd kill him because uh, for the same reasons you, you say he shouldn't die, honestly. Because he's a good guy and he's a lovable goofball and all that. It'd be super tragic if he died. Oh, don't get me wrong. It would make good reading. <laughs> I, uh, I just, uh, it would be a tough one to swallow. He's like always, he's kind of like Dragon's unofficial, like, right-hand man, I feel like, you know? Like between the cartoon, him uh, on Freak Force and and on uh, the the police force, and and on a, on a, the SOS, it seems like him and and the original Dragon had a good kind of chemistry. Even though it was bad chemistry, it was good for the reader. Sure, yeah. Um, I think why I would hesitate to kill him. Because what's funny is you guys talking about killing him. It's like originally I was like, yeah, barbaric. But then you leave behind a sad spouse character. Right. And I was like, eh, I don't like that. Well, there's nothing to say they both don't end up going in some crazy battle or something. True, but, true. Um, but no lists. We're only killing one. So. No, I know. But I'm just saying if he right. ever did it in the book, it's not to say that it wouldn't be just him alone. True, true. Um, Who, who's living forever? Who gets a golden ticket? Uh, I don't know, dude. This one's a tough one. Um, I gotta say, maybe Kill Cat because I can't see anyone replacing him. Like you could replace a Mighty Man, or I don't know, even maybe a Super Patriot or something. You can't replace the, the character that's Kill Cat. There's just not. It would be weird if there was someone as dumb as Killcat that would fill that costume. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, anyone could be Mighty Man or, you know, we've had multiple darts. I just feel like the stupidity level with Killcat is, like, something that would be weird if he was ever replaced. And I don't want to see him leave because he, it's super awesome comedy. Fair. Jim, did you ever do Who, Who Should Never Die? Yeah, Powerhouse. Oh, powerhouse! Did you do who should who would you would kill? Super Patriot. The okay. funny thing, there's not that many long-standing characters that are still alive when you think about it for the for the book. True, true. So Raven, mm-hmm. who's You've stalled da- long who's enough? Who's dying? Um, I would kill Daredevil. Okay, I just don't think he ever reached any kind of. Um, He's your brat. Pet- I don't think he reached any kind of potential. Like it, I it totally came, agree with that. I wasn't even thinking about him. Yeah, he came into the book and kind of like he is an awesome visual. I mean, like well, I feel like Tootsie kind of filled his role big time. I think I feel like Tootsie was the successful Daredevil. I feel yeah. like Daredevil came in and it was like, oh man, cool. He's a cool visual. He's got the spikes and the duotone costume and the boomerangs and all that stuff. And surely the immortal blood with the little wise guys stuff was cool or whatever. But the coolest thing Daredevil ever brought to the book was the little wise guys getting hacked up and stuffed down a garbage disposal. 
That was literally the coolest thing Daredevil ever brought. Other I than that, like he was supposed to be like a Captain America, Boy Scout, drink milk at the bar kind of guy. Yep. But it, that's all he kind of brought. It, it was I don't he, know. He was the he was the, repre- he was the representative of the Golden Age characters. He was the guy. Um, he just kind of embodied all of them, I would say. The man, the man out of time, that right. kind of thing. But what's yeah. so funny is, as you guys pointed out, Tootsie just fills all those roles and so much better. Yeah. Like right. he, he's got little kid sidekicks. He's disgusted by our modern era. Like, oh, you you people are sick, you know. Like, fucking he's he got can, a catchphrase. <laughs> he's got exactly. He's got a <laughs> catchphrase. He's got an iconic visual. Like he can do so much more. Where he's like a genius, but also strong. And it's just like he's everything that Daredevil never was. So Daredevil, you get in the axe. Who should never die? Well, that's quite easy. Maxine. She's already got immortal blood. She's never gonna die. And I like what she brings to the book. And I don't give a fuck if people hate her or not. Fuck you. You suck. Maxine rules. You can go to hell if you don't like Maxine because she's so, going to be around forever, baby. So you assume she took it? Oh yeah, dude. She wants to look hot and sexy forever. Get out of town. You know she drank that fucking shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, the good Why news is the, the good news is it's the good kind of immortality. Yeah, you the can, kind where you can freak die. out. Take that away. Sorry, what, Raven? Wouldn't the freak out take that away? Well, it would, but she would have to take it. What, what did you say, Raven? Uh, I said, why wouldn't she take no, it? No, no, like, I, I, I thought you responded to my saying the good kind of immortality. Oh, yeah, the kind where you can die if you want. Yeah, you can opt out. Yeah. But did she take it after she took the freak out or before? It was bef- it was uh, after. She took freak out after she became, yeah. The dragon. Dragon in, in 250, right? Not 250, um, 225? When did dragon die? I can't remember. When did she become a dragon? <laughs> Ooh, you know the listeners are hating this shit because they instantly know. Or was that? Or, or was that? Was that to heal her after? That was to heal her after the uh, the attack of the uh, demonoids. So yeah. Yeah, so actually, I think she took the immortality I, juice after. after I, I believe she. Took I it thought after it was before, well. and she took the freak out. But I'd I have to. Know. I have to check PJ appearances on the wiki. Here's the thing, sweet babes. Doesn't matter because it's my opinion and she gets to live. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> but, like, seriously, jokes aside, like, the thing is, is that, um, I mean, I am reading uh, Savage Dragon reread, like, reading those old issues. There's always been a slight kinky edge to Savage Dragon. There always has been. Always. And what's right. so funny is, as I read these old issues, goddamn, most of the time it's Dragon. Just a kinky bastard. He's always wanting to plow. Everyone yeah. he meets, almost. Yep. And so it's so funny because, like, I mean, it's just like even the reading that where he like he nails Rita like it's nothing. Oh, you know, well, he's just working his way through the police force. But that's the cool thing about Savage Dragons because he totally flipped the script and made you know Malcolm's girlfriend slash wife you know the aggressive one, and now Malcolm's like nothing like his dad. Dude, it's hilarious it how nothing end. like his dad is. Um, because, like, you know, whenever Rapture propose, uh, Rapture and Dragon have that proposal thing, his whole thing is baby fear. Like, fucking yeah. all the funny visuals that came from that, like with the kids just dropping out of Rapture's suit yeah. and stuff. 
And uh, Malcolm didn't give a shit. He had a foursome and knocked every single girl up and raised all the babies. No big deal. So, yeah, man, I like what Maxine brings to the book. And I think this book should be free to explore that space that it always has. And I think it's cool to have a character that just does that. So, yeah, man, Daredevil, you're dead to me. Malcolm, or I mean, Maxine, you live forever. So, PJ gave Maxine his blood in 241, which was Mm -hmm. after she took Freak Out. Raven memory for the win, baby. Sweet. But, you know, there's no confirmation she actually took it. But it's to be implied she may have. Well, okay. she is well, still... I guess we, we, we will know in 20 years when she hasn't aged a day. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> well, thank you, fellas, for that conversation. And, dear listeners, please give us your give us your two characters. Who would you kill? Who would you have never die? Uh, no list, please. Just one of each. And I don't know about you guys, but it feels like I haven't had meat and potatoes since January. It does feel that way. Has it been that long? No, we did an episode in April. Of Savage Dragon? I'm pretty sure. Am I wrong? Maybe Ant. Maybe Ant. Maybe it was Ant. Let's take a look. We haven't had a new issue in how long? It wasn't. I think Jaragon was January, wasn't it? That doesn't well, we still right. had meat and potatoes during that Anna episode, so <laughs> technicality. I'm just starving is all. Uh, February. February was when we did uh, Savage Dragon. Uh, nope, that's wrong. That's a Dean Asbill interview. Okay, okay. Yeah, February 3rd. We had uh, 261. And now it, it, ha- it has been a long time. I didn't realize how long it had been. Ant flavored meat and potatoes, they just don't do it. <laughs> so, um, I remember talking about this cover a long time ago. It's you know, pretty fun. Of course, it's a it's it's a sequel cover to the previous cover with them coming through the window and now they're in the fight. It's kind of fun that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. I like the shading. Shading's interesting. Yeah, it's got, got you see the the really cool shading and the texturing that uh the coloring does. It's great. Scorched uh, earth. Anytime you get to see my man Paul on the cover, main eventer Paul, I'm down for it. It's like he's 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 bopping uh roughneck who has legs. Might might just be Roughneck's legs, right? <laughs> well, think about this cover. This cover's full of lies. There's Roughneck's legs, and there's uh, Samurai Insect. <laughs> lies, lies, everywhere lies. Well, you draw these covers about a year before you do the issue. You know, you're going to get some inconsistencies. It's true. It's fair enough. You are correct, sir. Yeah, um, we flipped the page, and we got an awesome... I just... Man, the break did Eric some good or something. The visuals in this issue... Yeah. ...are just fucking on point. Like, page after page of killer visuals. Yeah. It's great to see Mighty Man. It's great to see Mighty Man drawn, like, so many times, instead of just, like, a couple times. Yes. 
love Mighty Man. You dude. know what? I will always appreciate the fact that that Eric committed to keeping the lightning bolt on Savage World Mighty Man instead of going yes. back to the Starburst. I never really liked the Starburst. Me either. The Starburst is inferior to the lightning bolt. And the mullet? Ugh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the mullet, after reading Vic Bridges... Is it Vic Bridges? What's Vic's last name? Yes. Vic yes. Br- after reading Vic's Mighty Man, I when I see the mullet Mighty Man, I just get PTSD. Wait, did... Does Mighty Men have a mullet in the 90s? I actually don't recall. Yes. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to look very more closely su- next time. Very Superman with a mullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, that car, I know, is photo referenced, and I don't even care. I love it. I love, yeah, it's cool. I love the uh, scratchy effect along the bottom of it. I love the little cartoon angel. I love the splatter exhaust. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Shout-outs to our man, uh, Nikos, there. It's so good, dude. It's just a good action-y pose. Like, what's funny is negative space. It's not something you see a ton of, you know, in an issue, but we're going to see some awesome use of negative space in this very issue. So yeah. good, dude. It's just... I don't know. I can't stop asking the question, why does Angel have this car? <laughs> Because she works for the SOS and she's got money to spend. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe. It, you're right. Maybe it's like a a shield flying car in disguise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a spy car. You're talking about this slick '50s ride. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you that, lo- that looks like it costs about fifty five hundred thousand dollars on those uh, auction TV shows. <laughs> Here's the thing: reread shining through brightly with every comment I make. Remember Alex's fucking car? Yeah. Like the old like Chevy with the flames. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're gonna photo reference a car, photo reference a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine like Eric he goes to photo references in one of these like super boring ass nondescript cars we have these days? You put two side by side, they're both silver, both of them look identical. Right. So this is a, all a follow-up to, uh, I believe must have been last issue, where Angel's racing back to the States with uh, Malcolm's blood in tow in order to save Horatus's life from COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mighty Man, of course, showing up uh, to intercept, to get it there even faster. Why, why the world's mightiest man couldn't just fly to Canada? Who knows? But... Uh, um. It I guess implied that like Hortus took a turn for the worse, and they just he needed to go get it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she, she yeah. So she was stable for a time. And now she's uh, on her deathbed. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Angel even says I was driving as fast as I could. I thought we were going to meet in Chicago, and Mighty Man's like, Nah, you know, we don't have time. Like she doesn't have a lot of time left. Like I got to come and get you. So. No, it's just great to see Mighty Man flying around. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love uh, I love all this Mighty Man. Give, like, give me it, as much Mighty Man as you can. It's probably old news, but it looks like Angel's lost all of the weight. Yeah, like kind of like you know, there's a shot of my, uh, Angel's face where she's kind of like looking like you know more mature than ever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool, dude. It's kind of cool, like the one where she's like, "I have Malcolm's blood right here." That panel. 
kind of cool. It's a good mix-up of, like, traditional Angel yet, you know. I don't know. She looks a little matured. Right. Maybe I'm crazy. Hey, guys. You know what I like? This faded, angled page in the background. Right. That, that acts as, like, a um, flashback to what we saw previously <laughs> that, that yeah. Maxine is describing to her friend. Yeah, on first read, I thought it was just, like, a TV image, but it's the full page kind of on an angle. Mm-hmm. It's cool, man. I like it. Both, And I like how she acknowledges that the whole sticking the needles in the tongue thing uh, didn't really work. <laughs> and was wasn't like, necessary. <laughs> and wasn't necessary to begin with. Janice, it says we saw her in 228, but in what context did we see her? I don't remember. 220, I don't know. It's it's Maxine's friend. I don't really know, recall. 225, for, for, for listeners, 225 was like five years about ago. Well, it says 228. No, I'm just saying like 220, it's only three issues later. Like I'm just saying like that last time we saw Janice was probably about five years ago. That's true. what's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't remember if I thank God for this box, I wouldn't know who the hell Maxine was talking to. That, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Weird. Okay, so it says Oh no, two twenty eight. Yeah, that was the that was the first time we saw her. That was back in the, the, the seeker issue. So oh, I don't recall. You blacked that out. I did, yes. <laughs> I was like the uh kids. You know, just getting up to getting up to foolishness, you know. And little Maddie hanging out by Maxine. There's progress there, you know. She's talking and uh, Maxine's not scared of her, all that good stuff. That's true, that right. whole thing about her being scared of Maddie seems to have passed. I guess because Maddie's Ma- smart. Ma- Maddie is now smart enough to know uh her her to know wait, what's the word I was about to use? To No pain and fear. Right and wrong. Right, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Maddie's not a dumb baby anymore is what you mean to say. Yeah. Stupid little baby. Yeah, um, Janice throws a major, like, swerve here. It's like, wait a minute, doesn't the vicious circle know that you're Malcolm's wife? What if they're looking for you? Are we in danger? Doesn't go anywhere, but I admit it had me. I mean, uh, that's why you keep your superhero identity secret so your loved ones don't get killed in the park. It's like rule number one. <laughs> What's Malcolm going to do? Put on glasses? <laughs> Can't do it, dude. Listen, when you flip the page, tell me that's not Homer Simpson catching a foot in the face. Shirtless. <laughs> oh, shirt- yeah, okay. All right, yeah, I see what you're seeing. Shirtless Homer? I'm pretty sure that's Pucker, though. Is it Pucker? Yeah, oh. I think so. This uh, this page just kind of shows you like, like, and I think they even said it. They're down to the dregs of the vicious circle. Is yeah. so many of like these guys are just background throwaway. We, we, characters. we got Thanos and we got Wolfman and pie filling and <laughs> pie filling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what the, Malcolm's joke is hilarious. Pug Fugly, is that that guy's name? Yes. <laughs> And then he talks about reading them on the reading about them on the wiki. <laughs> yep, it's definitely Myotis and Myotis is the bat guy. 
That guy looks free. cool, dude. I mean, what the hell? Is he a long-standing VC guy? Yeah, but basically like a background guy. Like, I don't think he's ever had more than a couple of panels. Well, so was Morgor until he had his awesome moment. Right. <laughs> Craig, you okay? Am you I seem, okay with what? You seem not impressed. About Morgor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, what should I be impressed about? Morgor is <laughs> the guy with the fro, right? Yeah, and then like trap jaw mouth. The one that, what was his catchphrase? It wasn't bro. It was a, what do you always say? Dork. Dork. You dork. (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) No, it's good. I I love this splash page, man. And again, it's just hilarious to have Malcolm and uh, Paul, you know, fucking kicking ass while Malcolm's just sort of making fun of these guys for being losers. Good old Mr. Faces. Jim, do you think that split heads like pie filling up there? Do you think it like explodes out? Is it gushy? Is it hard? Like, what do you think? It's probably it, it's probably pus filled. Oh. It reminds me of those toys that you squeeze. And then, oh. oh, yeah, the the, the 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 yeah the the the, the globules push out. <laughs> globules, good word. It is yeah, globules, dude. It's perfect. Ugh. Who's the dude with the like mouth hands? Is he a Mr. Faces? Mr. Faces? Oh my god! He's got uh, faces on his knees, his hands, mm-hmm. his shoulders. They are in the dregs, dude. Hey, you know what's the fucking insane hotness? This next page. God damn! This next page is so yeah, fucking it's awesome. My, one of my favorite pages in a while. Mm-hmm. When the I talk poses. About, yes, dude. <laughs> when I talk about like the awesome use of negative space, I just mean like, you know, all that like just Eric didn't he knew he didn't even need a background for that like top panel. You know, finger quote panel. It's all in that pose. Like where Vane has that badass torso twist. Ooh, it's so good. And then the middle section where the panel is like flat, almost like it's a segment of floor. Right. Oh, it's yeah. so good, dude. And then, I, you know. I remember when I saw this for the first time, I, I was texting, and I don't think Jim read it, and he was like, no, don't spoil anything. But I was like, I couldn't wait to talk about this page. Yeah. Because just the poses we haven't seen. It's so funny when you look at it. Like you don't see Vane's face once. I was going to point that. Matter. I was going to point that out. You don't see your face, and that's like one of her more iconic uh, features. She's well, such a cool looking character, though. No matter what, like yeah. Um, but I love that middle panel with like Malcolm getting like flipped, or him <laughs> jumping and flipping and pulling her down. Do you think Vane is an immortal character? Because she comes from the cartoon. She may be, dude. She looks like she hasn't aged a day. Not that you see her face, but like... I mean, like, she just seems like a character that Eric would be unlikely to just kill off. What's interesting interesting is in this issue, you get to see some aged VC goons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll get to them when we get to them, but uh, 
I know we don't see her face here, but Vane doesn't seem aged to me. I think she's probably like one of those immortal type goons. It's probably all right. the veins. <laughs> I mean, how would you tell Vane is aged? Her face is all scarred up with veins. Her hair. You know, she'd have less hair. It's thin. You female can't tell that. female pattern baldness. <laughs> Um, it's just a good-ass page, dude. Craig, you put your yeah. finger right on it. It's like just the pose of Malcolm, the pose of Vane, the flow of the action. It's just fucking good. And, and even it just the, follows right on to the next page. Yeah. Even, even the, uh, even the like, 2022 continues to disappoint. It's so funny. And like you said, dude, this next page, the way Paul's doing the wind-up. Yeah, so much, like, power in that. It's so cool. Can we just stop for a second? Just the inks, though, on everything. Mm-hmm. Like, the the third panel of the Malcolm Vane fight. Mm-hmm. The inks on Malcolm. I mean, it's just... I don't know. It's just something going on. Like, if it's some Sinkowitz style or... No, Sinkevich or however Sinkiewicz. you say the name. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Something going on there that's just like... It just looks different and it looks awesome. It's so funny, again, I'm so sorry, listeners, for bringing up the reread, but I'm reading those old issues, and as good as they are, like, goddamn, dude, modern Eric does crazy experimental shit like this, where it's just, like, choppy, thick black inks, and then, like, weird Sienkiewicz-style crosshatching, and just... Like, he's putting her foot his foot into her head into the ground and you see everything popping up off the ground like the power in that panel Mm-hmm. even um, the way the lines are like you know cut up into his thigh just yeah. adds to the like downward momentum of his like stomp oh it's yeah. so good dude that but that sorry not to so go back to that volcanic page wow just good stuff that wind up dude that wind the blarf, up Paul. Blarf. Like here's the wind a, up the punch in that second panel where she's like flying backwards. <laughs> just bowls into all of them. I love it. Yeah, and then you just see everyone flying at from different angles. <laughs> upside down. It's fucking just the loser doesn't even have a costume. He's just in like goddamn hoodie and jeans. Oh hell. Like even look at like the the kind of cross hatching he employs on volcanic in that third panel, like the checkered kind of. Mm-hmm. So strange, so cool. It's strange, but it's cool. And again, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, like even in Paul's shadow, like look at Paul's shadow on the ground. Like you see that same kind of like Spider-Man webbing, yeah. almost cross hatching. Yeah. And it's just like. Dude, it's just visually interesting, you know? The, um, you know, hats off to Nikos on the coloring of the punch of the power glove, how the pink reflects onto Volcanic. Yeah. Yes, dude. Or even the way, like, the, the barf, the Volcanic barf is, like, lighting onto the metallic arm. Yeah. And Yeah. Oh, it's so good, dude. Such good details that you just, I don't know, that, you know... A seasoned person would would do, and you wouldn't see, or someone that actually gives a crap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
whereas you just don't see that kind of coloring all the time. No, it was just fucking TLC on every page, man. Even this, all right, like even this page, this next page, where it's like Mighty Man, like coming down and like flying into the hospital. Again, there's just a shit ton negative space, but like, look how strong the figure on Mighty Man is, dude. So, you know, it's a pose that's kind of a throwaway pose, but when you look at that, Eric just, I don't know, just the inking on that, the thick inks and the shading under the the cape, the coloring of the cape, it's. It looks awesome to me. It looks so cool. Even the and shading, it shouldn't. the shading on the <laughs> inside of the hospital door. <laughs> yeah, the way it starts thick and gets thin. Yeah, yeah, and just the the the, the hatching style is just strange, but awesome. I mean, I guess like here's the thing: is like mm, this is going to sound elitist, but it's not. Here's the thing: like we live in a day and age where a lot of comics are created um, digitally. And a lot of creators, they don't even see the value in doing, like, hatching. And they don't even see the value in, like, doing kind of, like, stuff like that. Like, they, they'll, they like, gladly just throw a brush on and just, and just swipe through. And then you got kind of, like, a generic uniform, like, hatching. And I'm just saying that, like, man, this kind of, like, traditional media just like experimental weird different thicknesses kind of like inking it just creates visual interest for scenes that even wouldn't necessarily demand it you know what i'm saying like mighty man the panel is mighty man flying down a vial of blood to a doctor why should that have any kind of amazing visual panache in a normal comic it wouldn't in this comic it totally fucking does you know the funny thing, looking at all like these past three pages that we've been reviewing, you know before two fifty or two forty nine, I guess maybe it was two forty nine or two forty eight. I'm not sure, but somewhere around there, he wasn't doing any of these type of panels. Like this all disappeared like after the Savage World kind of, mm-hmm. you know, all these wacky kind of side like you know panels with pink borders, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, cross-hatched panels or whatever you want the scratchy looking panels the angled panels it was all very classic and it's like wow i forgot like there was a huge chunk where he didn't do any of these panel experiment type things or mm-hmm. like non-traditional panels and i love it i'm so glad he brought it back yeah he's going fucking berserk with it dude it's it's great it's a visual feast it um how were you guys feeling when uh, you saw Hortus? Like when they were like, "She's dead." <laughs> Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Hortus. I think her visual is awesome, but I was I'm just kind of done. I was done with her. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I was so, I'm okay with it. I was somewhat disappointed that more wasn't done with her in her like motherhood period because I think the few times we saw her, it was made her the most interesting she'd ever been. Because I ne- right. also never really liked Hortus, except for maybe her visual back in the old days. Uh, I just found her personality kind of one note. She just didn't seem to have anything going on. But as and we a, hadn't as seen a, like her daughter in forever, right? Yeah, so, dude. Like so, she Dixie. It's it's unusual, but for Savage Dragon, but she felt expendable. I guess 
and so it, hmm. it didn't really hit uh, with any emotional note at all, to be honest. I had the exact opposite reaction. I was like, whoa, like, god damn, dude, like, especially, I hate to break sequence, but especially the little, like, panel where you see her dead, I was like, whoa, dude, like, god damn, like, Hordus is dead, because although she may not have been, you know, a character of great complexity or whatever, she was comedy relief. It'd be like if Killcat died in a sad way. Definitely a long-standing character, too. I mean, one of the, you know, big originals. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, to me, she's as, she throwing away Hordus is as iconic as throwing away Super Patriot. Like, it's like, damn, you have, like, given up one of your iconic visuals, right? And I know he's got her daughter, but, like, her daughter has a different visual. And so... I think it's a good impact, though, for what the story is trying to say. And it kind of, like, you know, if he's trying to say, you know, COVID's dangerous, what better way to show it than have it affect an iconic character and it makes sense for her because she's kind of an idiot yeah i was thinking that too i was like well i guess if anyone was gonna die of covid it'd be fucking anti-vaxxer hordus apparently which it creates some interesting um fucking things because wasn't lightning gal or lightning lass also anti-vax yeah so it's kind of like there you have some freak force like anti-vax sentiment like even within the team so it's just it, it kind of hit me dude when when I saw Hordus's what's funny is it didn't hit me I don't want to jump sequence too hard but like when he was like I have the cure I have the cure it's right here it didn't really hit me on that because it's like a far away establishing shot when you see her like up close face like dead uh, yeah, I was kind of feeling a little bit sad about it. Not going to lie. Right. My man Braun, though. <laughs> he's starting to age, isn't he? Yeah, he's got he's got the Clint Eastwood lips. He's <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> chapstick. <laughs> you know what it is? They uh, underestimate he's got that old man strength. Dude, you know he's still cool as hell. And I love... Like, you know, you just see him jump on the scene and he's just taking out both dragons. Boom. And then, as if that wasn't enough of a feat, just turns around and just fucking shits down the throat of everyone who loved the power glove. Yep. (laughs) a good old runch. (laughs) Oh, Lord, dude. Fucking Braun is such a badass. But apparently, he's just a fucktard. I love that off screen. It's like, hey, fucktards. And he's like, who the hell says that? Oh, it's fucking Mako. <laughs> Throwing the legless roughneck like a projectile. At such a force that it knocks everybody on their ass. <laughs> yeah, dude. With a brachathacoom. Even chaos and control sent flying by this. Look, he's just, he's just a little torso, like in the, under the K and under the Th in Thakum. It's just a little torso bullet being hurled into the crowd. Oh, it's a ridiculous it's, entrance, and I love it. It's so fucking awesome. So many good shots. That Mako shot coming in. Mm-hmm. On the, you know, oh, so good. Just slices that Myotis guy in half with a. 
the karate chop. Just gives him the old. Yeah, I guess fucking entrails like, everywhere. I guess his ass is dead. I mean, you ain't coming back from that. I don't know that guy's powers, but say hello to the new and improved Mako, the Shock Man. Guys, he had himself a makeover. What a dork. Uh, uh. I still hate this guy. <laughs> makeover. <laughs> you don't like Benedict? Benedict Millhouse? No. <laughs> I think he is establishing himself as quite a fucking badass. I mean, Mako was like strong and deadly. But, like, goddamn, he just never had drive. I mean, he was, like, not, well, like... He wasn't a... Well, he ate people, so he may have been a psychopath, but he wasn't, a, like, a psycho-psychopath. <laughs> just a plain old psychopath. Yeah. Just a he regular ate, serial he, he ate those who deserved it. Like, like Super Patriot? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he left him alive. <laughs> he did. That he did. He didn't Maybe eat him he left him for dead. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it is great to see a, a Mako-esque character doing Mako-esque things, yes. Visually impressive, yes. So not a fan, huh? I am still not a fan of this turn of events, I'll be honest. I'm not a fan oh. of Mako. Admit it, it's just because of the blood. It's just because he's just Mako again. No, yeah. dude, he's way stronger and more badass. He's Are you not, kidding me? I don't think he's way stronger. I mean, Millhouse was just like a regular dude. I mean, he's got the same abilities as Mako. He's Mako. He's way more savage. Yeah, yes, that's about that is it, it, really. That is it. Like, listen, I'm... Uh, hold on. If this issue doesn't convince you that Mako the Shark Man is better than Mako the Henchman, then I don't know what will. Well, Look no, at him. he's kicking Ma- ass left no, and right, no, dude. The, 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 <laughs> the best Mako is the one who put on the fast pack and flew into Dimension X like a fucking superhero. That's the best Mako. <laughs> and then got to be with Dart until he fucked it up because he's Mako. I can't. This guy's a G. He might be a serial killer, but he's a brutal bastard. One one of one thing I've always uh, one thing I've always disliked about Savage Dragon in all these years is Mako's arc after after that whole period is I just mm-hmm. never felt that Mako capitalized as a character on top of what 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 he was given I guess hmm. he, he should have been king of Atlantis and come back it's not that I think he could have reformed I think somewhere along the way eh, he bah. lost his chance at reform. And I guess him falling back into his old ways never really sat right with me. Hmm. He was just always a guy that just had bad luck. Yeah. But even that, I didn't feel got played up enough. I mean, he got played up yeah. a couple times, especially like when uh, uh, Malcolm and Angel killed his mom. Because uh, I-, I blame them for that. <laughs> <laughs> Question... Um, I didn't get a chance. My shop failed me, and I didn't get the print edition. Yeah. Who has the Who has the print edition on hand here? One, two, three. Not it. I do. I do. You do. Yeah. Craig, is that runch in the panel where Mako's eating the dude? Is that look stickery to you in print? Yes. All right. I was gonna say Jack Morelli. You're doing a fantastic job. Actually, and this whole issue is full of beautiful sound effects 
that have tons of personality. Like, are you kidding me? Like, the barf has its own unique look from the Thraka Coom on that exact same page to the Ram to the Runch to the Braca Coom. All of that looks fantastic. For some reason, that Runch, it's the thin lines. It's looking mighty stickery. Yeah. There's a, there's a few like that, but... It's not egregious. No. Just say, just just throwing it out there. So we get to see Sarah dying, which means nothing to you, cold-hearted bastards. You you just you just looked at this page of sad, dead little Sarah, and you just thought it's time. I feel bad for Anne. Is who I my emotional anchor, uh, anchor is in this page. More than the dead character. Okay, I get it. I feel bad for her too. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> I this is a bad plan. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, there might need some more human trials before. Uh, this is why Larry sucks, by the way. <laughs> Fucking, this, he this sure is, does. This is this is the absolute cherry on the ta- top of Larry Bradford. Larry went out like a goddamn <laughs> fucking shit show. Because here's the thing. I recall uh, Larry here having previous bouts of megalomania. In fact, I think there was a whole thing about the uh, immortality blood at some point that he was, that he seemed a little over-eager yeah. about. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think You're he had, right. Larry was always a douche. He, he was always looking for shortcuts. <laughs> well, he, he paid the price, dude. Oh, we took out poor Ann with him. Bastard. Um, yeah, we we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Goddamn, dude! How about this page of fucking like? I'm sorry, dude. Look, Mako's a G. Okay, Biting so the- I think you need to understand. There's a separation between the visuals looking great. Visuals look uh-huh. great. Looks amazing. Looks fantastic. <laughs> and me liking Faco. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't mind it if he looked anything looked like anything else. If he was if he was still shark like, uh-huh. he just looks too much like Mako. I don't care for it. I don't like it. What do you? How do you feel about old man control? I I don't know. Chaos control is one of those situations where where I've always presented it the character as being quite powerful. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's never clearly defined how strong he is getting his throat ripped out by Mako is cool visually but I don't know if I buy it he seems like a tough tough customer you want to know what's funny is when I read this my first thought was oh fuck bro no it would make a lot lot more sense if instead of going for uh, Chaos's throat he just bit control off the top of him because he's a, he's, a, he's a soft switch. And then he target. just goes wild. Chaos yeah. just goes nuts. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's happened before. Yeah. I think. I feel like Chaos and Control is their cool visual. And they had that one issue where it was like they squared off against Savage Dragon. But it's kind of hard to, to draw as like a background side character. For me, like it seems like he either has to take center stage or not. Like to, to remain a background character is too much. Yeah. You know, although we do have an interesting situation that I don't think has happened before, chaos is might be dead, but control might still be alive. Can control do other things? 
control other things. He can walk around, walk into walls. Yeah. Can, can he jam other things into those eye stumps and control them? Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'll take the bait and say that there is an interesting dynamic there. Like, is there some other fuck? Because what a weird combo creature. Well, what the anyway. hell is the origin story there? It, and by the way, his eyes look like buttholes or something. It's just like he's got butthole eyes that control things. It's so weird, dude. And he just fell on top of this demon and realized he could control it. Like if Chaos and Control got hit with Freakout, what would be their end result? I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, is it two dudes? I'm trying to think of. I'm, I'm trying to think if maybe they were affected by the Nega Bomb back in '74, but I can't recall. I don't think we see that. Don't think so. This is a badass page anyway, because there's like the purple guy with horns with just his goddamn guts out. Yeah. I mean, the slaughter is great. I mean, these guys, I can totally believe, get their fucking asses ripped. Because they're jobbers. They deserve this. But Cross eye. He's like yellow on one panel. Now he's back to his pink color. Jim. What's up? When I read the fucking like Braun getting stabbed in the throat. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> is it Craig that doesn't like it? Or you? No, it's me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, uh oh, a strong I, guy's getting stabbed. I, I've always just found it odd that in Savage Dragon, strong guys are apparently susceptible to sharp points, and I guess I understand the the idea behind it. Uh, I think Eric's described it as kind of like Kevlar, where blunt force doesn't do it, but if you hit him with a sharp enough object, it'll push through. And a block of bullet, but not a knife. It's yeah, because I guess it's the slower speed. I don't know. It's just it's odd to me. It's just when you're this strong, you have to be tough enough to not take damage from what you're applying pressure against. And I would assume that would make you as tough as a tank. And even a tank can get pierced though well, by well, other tanks. Well, I guess my 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 real thought is that the material the stabbing implement is made of would fail before their skin does. I guess is my is my thought process. The the it's chaos. It, it's uh, chaos's horn mm-hmm. getting shoved into into brawn here. Why doesn't the horn disintegrate on impact? Maybe the horn is super strong too. I guess yeah, that's what I, I guess that is the assumption that has to be made here. And I and again, it is cool. Uh, it's just and and it happens so often. I shouldn't be surprised by it or disappointed by it, but it just. It's just such a it's such a weak ass way to die, I guess. <laughs> Listen, visually it looks cool though. He's just freaking bleeding from the yeah, throat. Yeah, because look, he, he's it. he's as su- surprised about it as me. <laughs> I Why was very it? upset. <laughs> I was very <laughs> upset <laughs> when when he got that horn in the throat. I was like, oh goddamn no, dude! Like no, no! And then the hits just keep on coming. Dude, he survived getting turned into a dragon. That's like, my that's my other back. thing. He totally remember that was that was one of his coolest moments was when he was he was yeah. dragonized and everyone else was exploding around him and so he just kind of concentrated and all the chosen one blood poured out of his eyes. Cuz it was the most badass brawn moment of all time. Cuz he he's and so he's had some he, good moments though. Because to me that implied that he's so tough, he's so strong that it forced the impurities out of him. 
Yeah. Yeah, like the blood, like it, it went to explode and it couldn't overwhelm him. And it just fucking ejected it from his body. I still think you'd get stabbed, though. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I still, I still think that, like, no matter how tough you are, like, like no matter how, t- like, they can cut diamonds, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, I just feel like bronze not as tough as diamonds. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Clearly, it's true as it happens in the page. You have- um. What you guys? What are you guys thinking when you see well, Dan and Larry <laughs> dragonized? I You're like oh shit. Yeah, dude, dread. I gotta say though, it is. Yeah, dread was exactly the correct thought. But I, I thought people affected by freakout had a little bit more time to get. I mean, sorry, affected by chosen one blood had a little bit more time to get the freakout injected into him. This seems to be not only uh, become airborne, but also become uh, more. Uh, rapidly, like the effects happen a lot faster. I think that's the implication: is that the COVID? Well, I don't. Can you tell that? How do you know that? Well, because we know they... from experience that you can get injected and you last a few minutes. I mean, you yeah, you, you, let, you they, got a little time. Going all the way back to what's his name? I forget his name. No. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, the first guy who ever turned into a dragon. It was um, yes. He was he was paralyzed by Manko. I can't feel dirt. But I, I think they're saying it's mutating the covid and so it's turning into something different so it's m- causing the dragon blood to react faster and becoming airborne the sun because it's mixing with covid it's it's screwing it all up right yeah and but, it, it's kind of a cool twist based off what you know of the dragon blood is kind of like dragon blood will yield to any kind of like superior genetic thing right right like for example rapture's lightning was maintained you know, into Malcolm, you know, Mako's shark stuff went into Barry, you know, like, so we know that like dragons, like chosen one blood will totally yield to something that it deems like superior or whatever. Right. And so it's, it's kind of crazy that like when it got in this dude who has COVID system it was like, Oh, cool. Well, we're airborne now <laughs> and, and transmit fast as hell. Right. Which yeah. I guess also causes dragon transformations faster. Yeah, because in order for this to make sense, like this whole like this whole situation has to have happened in like a few minutes. Uh, just everybody in the hospital getting infected. Yeah, it seems it seems fast enough that they transform even between like words. Like, oh god, he exploded! I don't understand, Larry. Oh god, it's like it's pretty quick. Yeah. Like quicker than ever, quicker than we've ever seen in the book. It does raise a few a few questions for me. If uh, these are ter- this was a terminally ill COVID patient, so su- presumably he had a lot of COVID in his system uh, when the freakout hit. But if that's the case, why don't like the why don't Malcolm and the Dragon Kids cause this to happen if like they come into contact with COVID? I guess because it's not as concentrated, it gets fought off before it, it's concentrated enough to become a problem. I mean, I guess. All the scientists who would have figured this out are dead, so I guess we'll never really know exactly what happened. <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption, though. It's like when the germ enters their body, their body just overpowers the germ like it would poison or mind yeah. control right. or anything else that we've seen the dragon system go. Whereas the blood, in this case, is being injected into an environment where it's like 
hey, we're going to pretty well, much... Well, they're also chosen ones, too, so they have that superpower or whatever that Oh, it's the physiology, too. They're also Krillians, right? Yeah. That's kind of like... Yeah, whereas these are humans. That's true. These are humans. Like, no human has ever been able to withstand the blood in the first place. That's true. Yep. All right. Yeah, we I, figured it out. We cracked the case. I, I will give it up for Braun. He does put up a fight even with blood pouring out of his neck. So he does Dude, go down fighting, which you got to appreciate. That's what makes Braun so fucking awesome is he goes out like a G. He fucking totally bodies Mako and then collapses the building with the bodying. Just dragging him along. I'm like, oh, yeah. He died awesome is what I'm saying. Who is this Toad character? New, new, yes. new character. Now, to be fair. No, not new. Not, not new. new. Oh. Been around since 216. Camilla Toad. <laughs> Carmella Toad. Carmella Toad. I'm pretty Dude, sure. it's one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> I love it. I do love it. Dude, 216. I want the listeners and you guys to go back and look at your issue 216. Mm-hmm. She made... Uh, an appearance in three panels. It's friggin' awesome. <laughs> it's uh, her in that split head guy, like pie head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rob a bank. Malcolm as a cop stops him. He knocks out pie head or split head or whatever. And you see Carmilla Toad running away, but you only see her patented purple uh, shirt and pants. Her head is cut off by the panel. And she's running, and she's like, oh, she's holding the bag of cash. Uh-huh. And then Malcolm throws Splithead at her, which collides into her, except for when they collide, there's, like, that little, like, shorthand explosion kind of, uh, I don't know, the way you draw something when they collide together. Yeah, so like a burst see effect. Head. Yeah, a burst effect. <laughs> so he collides into her, the bur- burst effect, and you never see her face, ever. <laughs> Now that you mention that, dude, I remember us talking about that on the FinCast. <laughs> where I was like, who is this bank robber? Yeah. Like, you never see her face. You come <laughs> to find out she's got a giant fucking toad head. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> That's fucking... That's fantastic. I thought um, it was pretty fucking funny. No, dude, thank you for doing the research. That is fucking hilarious. I thought she was a new character. Well, pretty much. (laughs) We've only ever seen her (laughs) from the shoulders down. So uh, Who the fuck thought she had a fucking toad head? Question. Would you? No. Absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. (laughs) Not even just to say that you did. No. Especially so I say that I did. It's not like she's going to kiss you and give you the tongue. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Ugh, that's so I, I will say that, like, fucking her burn on Samurai is the funniest shit ever. Where she's like, it's going to take more than sucking up the dart and flashing your beaver at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, dude. Acknowledged after hundreds of issues. Acknowledged that someone else saw it and didn't like it. <laughs> hey guys, you may think that this sput sput and this fucking airborne fucking COVID hospital horror show is the main event of this page, 
But do you notice who that newscaster is? Is that R.R. Richardson? Uh, Sam Hayes? That's our man Sam Hayes! Oh, it's Sam Hayes. Yes. Still kicking around, dude! Yep. Old as hell. And we see uh, Dixie back. I don't know how long it's been. Fucking finally. Listen, question. By the way, I do think there's something to my little lightning lightning glass was an anti-vaxxer. You see the horror in her face. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, fuck. Like, I caused I do, this. I love how uh, Eric, even though it was like three different darts, he has the ability to make them look different. And you can definitely tell this is a younger, more childlike dart, you know, like a teen. Yeah. It's 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 good, dude. I mean, all these look at Barbaric. Like, look at the expression on Barbaric's face. It's so right. fucking good, dude. Um, question: Do you think uh, Dixie's going to be smart or stupid? Well, she wasn't raised no by idea. she was she wasn't raised by television, so she'll probably take <laughs> after her dad. You was, think Sarah was only stupid because of television? Yeah, sure. She was stunted because she was left chained in a basement for most of her. It was life. never raised or taught properly right i just i just thought she was just a stupid person like there's yeah no that was where as, she started there's no, there's no she, such thing as just a stupid person raven yes there is dude come on be honest you don't have to be nice you've met stupid people but uh no no, <laughs> no, 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 no. i've met stupid people i will say that i gotta sure. i gotta say the, the the part that makes me sad about this issue in this issue mm-hmm. is Anne's death. Now, oh, granted, yeah. it wasn't the original Anne, of course. It was the Anne we've known. But I've known this Anne for a long time because I started reading in the period of time of that when she was reintroduced in the Savage World. So mm-hmm. for me, this is kind of my Anne. And, sure. Uh, sure, she made some bad decisions marrying Larry Bradford. But... <laughs> I always kind of liked this version of her because she was a lot less sure of herself in this universe because she didn't have the early on training that she got or the experiences. Um, but uh, to lose her in this fashion is quite shocking. And to see you know uh, her daughter's reaction as Mighty Man among Freak Force here, uh, I find it interesting that Eric didn't revert her back to her human form or her little girl form for this. But... Uh, mm. I think it hits more because you, it's right. Mighty Man, you know. I don't know. All the dialogue, Look, can I just say, at, at this point I've read this issue like three or four times, all the dialogue foreshadows the sequence of events so well, dude. Like, right down to Angel being like, give Sarah a hug for me. Uh, superheroes yeah. aren't supposed to die like this. Like... You know, just everything foreshadows this moment, and it still hit me like a ton of bricks. And uh, it's cra- it's crazy. Um, looking at this panel of Freak Force, like you know, four out of the seven members now are all pretty damn young. Yeah. And I like how Mighty Man looks really young. Yeah, kind of yeah. matching the character. It's cool, man. I, th- I think it's a cool and crazy thing. I think it is like neat to see like the older guard in the background with the younger like you know freak force members in the foreground. I think there's a lot of like storytelling without actual like writing. You know, 
Because, like, the two people that are orphaned are hugging each other. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other anti-vaxxer is in the back looking like, you know, it's a different reaction you know, than everyone else. Everyone else is just shocked. It, it's good stuff, dude. Um, Real quick, before we leave this, question. Sam Hayes postulates that the virus has burnt itself out without victims. I wonder... Has Savage Dragon just gained an incredible new bioweapon? In the book, I mean. Wait, when you say Savage Dragon, oh, you mean the book has gained? Possibly. The, yeah. If, if, anybody, th- to, if anybody manages to actually isolate it, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, I mean, here's the thing. Listen, I mean, let's talk comic book science here for a moment. If nothing, if we know nothing, we know that the Chosen One fucking, like genetic material or whatever is tenacious it survives right you think it really burned itself up in that hospital without a host yeah you think the... i i believe that the answer to that is yes i think that this in order for you know life to go on it it has mm-hmm. to have burned itself out in this fashion by doing it so think... quickly that that it had nowhere to go I think regular COVID can survive on a surface for like 24 hours or something like that, right? Right, but this isn't regular COVID anymore. This is something new. I'm just saying. I think... Chosen COVID. They're calling it the dragon variant. I think that there's a chance for a really scary weapon. Well, I mean, mean what's required to create it isn't that hard to to make. Just get Malcolm's blood and find a COVID patient. So it's oh, that's right. So it it is dangerous in the sense that it is easily replicatable. And here's Sam Hayes blasting that shit all over the news. Yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> oh God damn, dude, that is a whole nother twist I didn't even think about. Whoa, because there's all kind of the whole world sick with COVID. Right. God damn, dude, that's crazy. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good twist. Huh. So the fight continues. Yeah. And we get to see our boy Braun uh, make his last act <laughs> trying to kick Mako's ass. Just running him, just running him along the ground. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so if he wasn't stabbed in the throat, do you think he would have wiped the floor with Faco? Absolutely. Are you yeah. kidding me? Look, look at how much he's doing one-handed. Totally bodying his ass, dude. Just fucking running him all over. I'm pretty sure uh, that it's like the building collapsing on him combined with having his throat slit. Yeah, maybe he would have lived. Yeah, I mean, he probably would have been okay Mm. if he could have, like, seen a doctor or something. (laughs) (laughs) Can you fix this hole in my throat? (laughs) Fix it quick. Man, this has got to be one of the best collapsing buildings uh, Eric has ever drawn. It's and good, he's drawn dude. a few. Yeah. The, the way he's got it imploding on itself is just mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. Coming down in chunks, isn't it? Yeah, like like uh, Jenga Tower coming down. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very cool. You want to talk about cool inking. I mean, if you look at, like, the black shadows on that building, I mean, it's just big, simple black strokes. But, like, just the way it creates volume. Right. And and shout-outs to Nikos, too. Just the texture work on this 
Just fan cactus. Fan cactus. Fan cactus. Fan cactus, dude. No, it's good. It's just goddamn. This is a good issue. And we get to we get to see some of the survivors here too. So it kind of tells us uh, who made it and who didn't. Uh, so let's let's if we can we got Vane we got uh, Carmella Toad. Toad yep we got everyone everyone's favorite Fountainhead Fountainhead laser eyes himself her name Volcanic is it Volcanic okay yeah then there's the green guy in the onesie who has always uh, been kind it, of around is that he looks vile? maybe I don't know for sure he looks a lot like the uh, like um. Marvel's was it Radioactive Man? No, it's wrong. What the hell's his name? I can't remember his name either. Radiation. Dude, who's man. who's Flaming Head? Like I who's he? Newish, I think. I don't recognize uh, him. Skullfire. Skullfire. Cool name. And there's a toad-looking guy. Yeah, who is that wimpy dork? That's the guy with. He's got a long tongue. Uh... So we got two long tongue people survived think so if that's who i think it is if they don't hook up then i don't know what's what <laughs> well I, I i guess uh control didn't make it no you don't see him here well, and you inf- don't know if, if you look you even see uh chaos's body uh getting hurled around with control's legs on the carmilla toad page is it mm-hmm. worth is that his leg yeah that's control's leg and then oh. chaos's body so, like, I don't know if they're, you know, getting fucking killed in that panel or not, but they're definitely getting knocked around. Malcolm is the one. Okay, yeah, follow the action. Malcolm knocked out, appears to have knocked out Chaos, yeah, with a punch or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it looks like. So oh, Okay, you know what? I never even noticed Malcolm behind Samurai there. Yeah, it appears that Malcolm has uh, punched the shit out of uh, Chaos. Sent him flying. And control coming loose off the top. All right, I see it now. That yeah, guy uh, might be Frogman, generic name, but I don't know. Okay, so he doesn't have a good he doesn't have a good name, huh? Frogman. Good enough. I like that in this uh, same issue where we have the super photo referenced car. Yeah, we still get those classic Larson cube cars including and i'm not being like any kind of cutesy with this at all look at how good that shorthand car on the right hand side of the collapsing <laughs> building is there's just shadows it's just like a few strokes but it works wait the right hand side of the oh of the collapsing building yeah okay i see yeah. it now yeah just a little shorthand car but bam you know it's a cop car from looking at it So Malcolm digs Paul out of the rubble and goddamn him for confirming that our man Braun bought the farm. I can only hope that Braun is partying with a bevy of leggy supermodels. No, he's in hell. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. Well, we know Just when we the, thought the carnage was over. Here's the thing, we know from Spawn that Octopus went to hell. Yeah. So, Braun probably is in hell. Yeah, the, Craig, beautiful point, dude. It feels like the issue's winding down. Hell no. Not a page wasted in this nonstop thrill ride roller coaster. 
No, and it's two big reveals. I mean, the reveal is that uh, Insect, the snitch that told Dragon where the VC was going to be, right? Not only Dragon, she tipped off Mako. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah, so she was playing everyone against everyone. So she, I said Barry earlier. I'm sorry, listeners. I meant Billy. Yep, that's Billy. Yeah. B- Barry's the other one. Barry's Dark World, right? He was. He was Dark Barry right. got chalked up, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is an awesome plot twist. Again, I just wasn't expecting a plot twist to any of this. Like Paul says, yeah, we got an anonymous tip. And I'm like, huh, all right. And I just accepted it. I, I, you know, I didn't think. And when I see Mako show up, what's funny is I don't even think, huh, that's pretty weird timing. But oh, well, I just let it go. But nope. Well, well, remember, uh, Mako was torturing um, Roughneck to find out where Roughneck. the fish circle was. Yep. Yeah, so my brain, and when he shows up, he throws Roughneck in there, but nope, apparently, apparently he was insect. Speaking of which, well, you don't know, maybe she's getting blamed for Roughneck. Yeah, I'll be honest, she doesn't actually confirm anything Samurai accuses her of. I gotta, I gotta say, guys, if she's full of bugs, the bugs in her throat are definitely dead. <laughs> what if, what, what happens if she pulls the mask off and it's some character we know? That was like undercover. Oh no! It was are you a- kidding it, me? It was, it was Alex. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding? It was Alex and uh, Paul Dragon loses his goddamn mind and becomes a villain. <laughs> Listen, becomes a, a vigilante. If there is some kind of plot twist like that, I will shave my head and leave only a fin of hair. <laughs> I hope to God it happens now. I will leave only a hair of Finn, she-dragon style. <laughs> I simply on, cannot man. believe that. I mean, this happen. is Eric Larson we're talking about. Well, I mean, God, I don't know, dude. God damn. All I know is that if... I guess it would be pretty cool to see her unmasked after well, all these years. Well, well, Craig, are you saying that she's always possibly has been somebody or that it's just somebody in disguise right now? always possibly been somebody oh i mean insects done a lot of shit though so well we don't know in this world there's a lot of undercover cops that do in the middle of stuff what if she's william johnson (laughs) i I was gonna say what if she's uh um she dragon what's her name Amy. amy yeah undercover for the vicious circle no way We've seen insect use power. She climbed walls. That's true. I believe we have. Maybe seen her the use suit powers. has uh, powers. Could be the suit, though. You never know. I don't know, guys. If that's it's a too far fetched, and Amy is, it's it wouldn't hit anymore. No, no. Amy's been out of the book longer than fucking Hordus. <laughs> guys, do you think Billy's dead? I think no. Billy's gonna fucking eat samurai is what my guess of the situation. So here's my question, all right? We're setting up for a Billy moment. Billy, as a character in the book, there's already four dragon children, right? Yep, yep. Do you have room in your heart for a fifth dragon baby? 
Well, do this we, one's got a. Do we need? Does the uh, book need a, a, a Sasuke? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, there's actually more. There's another dragon baby one. in Dimension X, right? Uh, that one, Michael we, Jackson's we, baby. Yeah, we, we saw. A, I think we saw a fist. I don't think we saw much after, uh, detail on what, what that's about. I thought we saw a baby crawl. My recollection was it was a lot more vaguer than that. I thought it was a fist, yeah. yeah. I recall it as a fist. Because remember, I was like, maybe it's Smasher. Well, <laughs> you, well, like, you, you it's know, little. You know what I've actually forgot, thought, recently thought about that mm-hmm. I don't think has been brought up at all? Mm-hmm. Lorella is still on Earth was like a whole fucking institute dude. full of babies, right? She, that's yes, still dude. A, that's still a thing. Yeah. Like, she's in France or something with, yeah, like, yeah. just a fucking orphanage full of Krillians. Like, what? To repopulate. I don't know. All I'm saying is I do have room in my heart for a shark dragon baby. I think it's awesome. I and do if, think he should come live with them, yes. I think that would be interesting, yes. And if Jack dies, I don't care. Billy Actually, can take his place. I could, I forgot. This, this, is, this is Billy... His son is, uh, was Barry's. He's the yeah. son of Barry and and yep. Dart and well, yep. Shart. So he he doesn't. I believe he has. So he, Barry didn't have chosen one powers because Dark Dragon didn't have chosen one power. So he's mostly Shark. His DNA is really weird. He's got Shark powers. He's got yeah. a Shark mouth. Yeah. He's just like a shark Krillian. I don't think he has chosen one abilities. Or, you know, the other alternative is maybe Faco gets his hands on him and raises him as his own. A little <laughs> shark family. A psycho. A psycho uh, raising their shark dragon. All I know is I think it's cool when you look at the context of how dragon chosen one blood like I said, is kind of like yielded to superior like genetic whatevers. Right. Like I was talking about. And if you think about it on planet Earth, shark DNA is like, it's like perfect organism level shit. Like sharks haven't changed since the dinosaur era, right? So it's kind of like, it is cool as shit that like, here's this little like dragon baby with shark teeth. I'm calling that he saves Malcolm from Mako by sharking out. And we have a Mako... Uh, Did you say sharking? Out? I was about to say he's sharking out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's almost like Morbin time. <laughs> I'm sharking out. We get a nice shark versus shark battle. I'm, I'm making out. <laughs> making out. Shark versus shark battle would be fucking awesome, dude. That would be a great way to put Faco away. Although I can't see him, the way Mako's been taking everyone out, how does he have a chance as a little kid? Fuck no, dude! Like exactly, Fago just bite his goddamn head off. Especially if he doesn't have chosen one powers. If he's just like Krillian and Shark Man, right? Nothing doing, you know. But remember, rule: don't forget. Dart was bitten by Mako and gave her the ability to become a big bulky shark. So maybe he has the ability to shapeshift into a big bulky shark. You're saying he could shark out? Exactly. Yes. I can't wait. I cannot fucking wait. You can't can't wait wait. for none of this to happen. It 
It's going to happen. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's going to happen, and it's going to be better than we ever hoped. That's my prediction. And when it happens, all right, so Billy's going to be like, I'm sharking out. And he's going to become awesome and huge and shark, like shark fin. He'll have like the shark fin with the, like the fin will be the shark, like, you know, fin. Sure. But then when it happens, it's like the camera's going to zoom back and Super Patriot's going to be like, man, this is some good birthday cake. And it's going to have a candle <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's going to have a candle on it. It's going to say 101. Uh, <laughs> these are lies. <laughs> hey, listen, that was a hell of an issue. I mean, good fucking grief. That was all killer, no filler. But as if we didn't have enough amazing meat and potatoes in that main eventer, how about this fucking awesome mighty man captain tootsie backup so yes. this backup's great it originally i believe ran in uh big bang adventures which is uh, yep. a currently ongoing series um this is really fun because the, the 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 fun part the fun part is mighty man is of course heavily based upon especially this version the big bang universe is heavily based upon uh captain marvel the the faucet character captain marvel who of course was created by uh um, C.C. Beck, Beck, and of course Captain Tootsie, who is also a C.C. Beck creation. So, mm-hmm. Very good observation, my man. I didn't even think about that. But that's fantastic, because we never saw Shazam and Captain Tootsie meet up, did we? No. Not that I know of. No. So this, in a way, is fulfilling an unfulfilled crossover fantasy. That's yep. cool, man. That, 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 that was, yeah, that, that was my... Uh, initial reaction and I feel like that's why this story was told to, to be that um, this Jonathan nice. this Jonathan DeHendry guy does a lot of these Mighty Man strips for Big Bang Adventures and other strips they're really good I really like what they got going on here yeah he yeah, is very I talented I can't remember the original artist that did the Mighty Man Big Bang he passed away yes. and he did an excellent uh Mighty Man, which was reprinted in Savage Dragon, what, 50 or 25? I can't 50. remember. I just read it. Perfect timing yeah. on this, man. Uh, Perfect timing. Which were also originally in the Big Bang comics and pulled into Savage Dragon. But this Jonathan DeHenry or whatever, uh, however you pronounce his last name, sorry, Jonathan, if I'm you know messing it up. But he does a good job picking up that torch on that because... Mighty Man drawn in the C.C. Beck style just feels right, you know? Yes, dude. Captain Tootsie drawn in that style. Yeah, that's that too. Just feels but. perfect, dude. He nails it. And he's done a couple of them? Or was... I'm trying to think, uh, Jim, you remember? Uh, there's the the Big Bang... Did he drew, draw a new cover for this back cover? Was the one that showed up in Big Bang the one with, like... Captain Tootsie, Mighty Man, and uh, the Night Watchman on the cover. Yep, and they're I all love eating, that. That cover is awesome, but I guess because Night Watchman's candies. on it. <laughs> yeah, that that cover is so awesome. I love that cover, but I guess he couldn't use that cover because it's got Night Watchman and he's not reflected in this story. But yeah, cool, cool to see the Mighty Man logo. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, everything about this is fantastic. Uh, I love the art. I love the story. 
You know, I love the just the it's a classic superheroes have a mistake and fight. It is crazy as hell to think of Captain Tootsie being strong enough to like hurt Mighty Man with a punch. Like well, what the well, hell? That's the power of Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Fair enough. I, mean, I just I love the action, dude. The the rocks flying out of Tootsie as he gets smashed into the wall. I love seeing their spaceship, which is getting more, uh, you know, you saw it in a few panels when he first showed up, but that's the the Captain Tootsie spaceship, man. Yep. Yeah, already Tootsie's, like, kid sidekicks being better than the little wise guys ever were. Fatso <laughs> and Squiggles or whatever. <laughs> and squiggles it's just a good ass back it is funny that one of his sidekicks is named fatso and that was acceptable well it's a candy company too like they weren't even trying to hide it hey fatso eat this chocolate buddy get it on down your gob hey fellas you know how i like to roll how you feeling overall about uh this uh 262 how'd it hit you after so long that was a great issue Fantastic. It's crazy. Again, the whole writer's block could have fooled me. Yeah. Just just kill off a few characters, kick over that anthill, see what shakes out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, you would think for him to have, you know, said he felt so, like, writer's block that he thought he was done. And then just come back with a, like, fucking, just barn burner of an ep issue. I mean, just like, holy shit, dude. This one was... Mm. I give it a 10. Oh, a 10. Yeah, this is everything I want from a Savage Dragon comic. Death. Fair, f- fair enough. That's true. Yeah, death, no, crazy no, no. action, art, no? It's not All everything right. that you could want, Raven. There's no what? sex in this issue. Uh, I did see Maxine on a park bench. That's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it doesn't take much these days. Yeah, it's been a while. And then there was the hot salacious toad. What was her name? Oh yeah, Carmilla Toad. Carmilla Toad. Mm, that's you would definitely do her with her oh, yeah. little toad head and giant ass tongue. Mm-hmm. You never know. You might lick the back of her head and just trip the fuck out. She's Is she psychedelic? You whole. <laughs> that's what I'm counting on. <laughs> Well, what are you guys feeling? Yeah, how you feeling? I um, I'll give it an eight. Ooh, okay. Uh, what What are you missing? Um, I just you know, for it to be a ten, it's got. You can't just throw tens out. All right, absolutely. Ten not. has to has to be like. You gotta earn them. Yeah, that's got to be like Good. top five. Oh my good! Oh, all right, so it's not top five if that's a standard. I'll give it an eight and a half. Wow, that's quite the drop. <laughs> well, I mean, if a if the top five is a ten, then a nine would be top twenty or something. Well, you wouldn't put this in. I the mean, top it had 20? a. No, because there's other issues I could point to that I liked more than this, but this was still a hell of an issue. I see. I was going to say eight point five. My man, eight point five brothers. 
Yeah, but I got there. I, I started. I started at eight point five. You knocked a point and a half off. <laughs> Only by your criteria. My gauge was how I felt in this moment in time. I thought for sure you were going to say like nine. I just said ten because I thought the art pushed it to a ten. Oh well, I mean you're an art guy. Yeah, that's it. Is like honestly, it was the art. It was the death and the art pushed it to a ten to me, and that's why I gave it a ten. But if you're saying a ten has to be like just out of this world, like, well, it's the highest number you could give it. I can go higher, eleven. You know, I'm not <laughs> actually, it up to I'm 11. not even sure what issue of Savage Dragon I would call a ten. To be completely honest, I'd have to um, do some research on that. I have a few. I can't think off the top of my head. 50. 50's mm. a 10. Okay. Yeah, uh, 50's incredible. Okay. There was sex in that one, right? Um, I don't think there was sex, but there was sexiness. You know, Rita in a tank top, that kind of thing. But that was the one where Dragon or Hitler's brain comes back. Or 49, I'm thinking. 49 was the one where Hitler's brain comes to claim back the body. Right. And it's just like one of the fucking craziest things. Like, it's just like... Oh, so damn, 40, like, so 49, not 50. 49, not 50, but geez. Ah, this is hard, dude. Don't make me put it under a microscope. I can't okay. figure it out. We'll, we'll, let it's you, very, we'll let you read let's, every let's, every Savage Dragon issue and then decide. <laughs> we'll have to, to save it for a interesting conversation. We'll have to yeah. do some studying. That's a good interesting conversation is what would you classify as a 10? Let's, uh, let's save that one for when you guys are closer to the end of your reread sure new year's that'll be a good new year's interesting conversation that's fucking long all right i think we should wrap this up because i am stewing in my own sweat because i can't run the air conditioner (laughs) when i record these things all right man shark attack mako the shark man is out for blood savage dragon comes with our highest possible recommendation and that's it Mako's always out for blood. That's all he wants. Did you expect me to say shark attack? Mako's out for chocolate milk. Oat milk. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's good. I think we should let Jim get some AC. How about that? Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back again hopefully soon. I got a retro ready to go. That'll probably be coming along next, and we got some other ideas for interviews and such in the near future. We'll see what we can do in that score. So uh, thanks again for listening. Write in savagefincast at gmail.com. Yep, we love getting your letters. Thanks, everybody. Take care. <laughs>